0: Welcome to the 15th edition of Cult Following, a local news and information podcast bringing you the best in film, film criticism, and general debauchery from the crew that brings you Cult Classics AZ every month in Tempe, Arizona. I'm one of your three hosts for this edition. I'm Victor Marino. To my left is Kirby Nelson. Yes. And to my right, Adam Rutkowski. Hello. On this edition of Cult Following, we will be talking about summer movies. But not exactly as you may think. Movies having to deal with summer. Summer themes are just summer, summer. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. You know, I can't give it all away. So, uh, as usual, uh, you can always check us out. Find us on iTunes at Cult Following. You know, it's free and you should always try to get as many of your friends to listen to us because we're a cool podcast. You're a cool person. It all flows. We're also on SoundCloud and CultFollowing.co. And you can always check us out every month. Echo Classics, AZ. Our next one, Point Break, July 18th.
1: Oh, my sister and brother-in-law came to the last event, Jaws. Oh yeah, and they said they had a really good time, even though we couldn't hang out a lot. Um, you know, because obviously I was working the merch booth. Mm-hmm. But they said they had a lot of fun. My brother-in-law bought a shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, they, that lovely one you're modeling right now. Yes, as you can all see. This is awesome, Josh, which you'll be podcasting. And my sister, uh, I don't know why. It might just be my sister. It might be some of her friends. I don't know. uh, But she's coming back for a point break. Nice. Awesome. That'll be awesome. And tickets will be on
0: sale at Z Records later this week. Plug, plug, plug. And you can get our shirts at our new store, which should be launching later this week. Plug, plug, plug. (laughs) And a redone website, correct? Yes. Updated? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can check that all out this week.
1: Revamped?
0: Revamped. Revamped that's For a word. new millennium. Not unlike Terminator Genesis, which comes out this Wednesday. Which I have seen and now I can talk about. But I will not oh, spoil it. Yeah, you
1: can wait. Yeah. We're going to go see it on Saturday. That yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it. it. All this right, weekend.
0: we'll review it next time. But I can mm-hmm. say it's,
1: it's worth your money. Okay. But all
0: right. But we're all gonna talk about what have we all been up to in the film watching world or
2: things we've been watching. Starting- I think you were most excited, Adam, to talk about all the stuff you've been watching lately.
1: <laughs> I saw Inside Out. The new Pixar? Yes. How was that? I liked it. It was cute. What I liked about it, it was very streamlined. So, they didn't really have a whole lot of, like, filler things. They didn't muck it up with a lot of, you know, side stories, side steps. It was very straightforward, and I really appreciated that. I didn't go into a big, like, bawling, crying fest, like some people have said. There there is a point where you're just like, oh, man, that's really, you know, that's really depressing. Uh, But uh, I think because, well, the thing for me is I have. Did you see Jurassic World yet? I did. So,
2: everybody's seeing now. Did you see the amount of. How many of you experienced a lot of people crying at the dying Brontosaurus? I mean, that went full-on, like, old yeller at my screening. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. No. Well, I, I did it at mine, so... I don't know. Let, right. let, uh, no. let no, please, well, continue,
1: though. Continue. Oh, no, all my thoughts are now gone. Uh, the... <laughs> no, you said stream fa- Yeah, right, no. The the father and son story for me is, like, really resonant, and I'll start tearing up any time a, a movie has to do with the father and son so story. So,
2: Finding Nemo, you were
1: totally drowning? Um, n- not so much. Anyways, because uh, I mean, that had, I haven't like, a Dory seen Fighting Nemo. I have no opinion because that has like the Dory thing, and it's it's not it's necessarily got- it it does have some parts, but I, maybe I didn't relate to that one as much. I'm saying not just in like the the Pixar World, Disney World, oh, okay. or whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. Any anyway, it, it can be the littlest things, but this one didn't have really anything to do with father and son because there's it's the daughter uh, coming of age and then her emotions kind of uh changing and whatever 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 but um i know that there have been a lot more like moms who have been seeing this who have just been like bawling their eyes out mm. because it's more of a, a mother and daughter so it works for thing. like adults and children Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, I, I, don't, I don't think feel, I've run across someone that said, "Oh, this is
2: you know." It's how would like, you feel hey. in relation to other Pixar movies? Like, where would you scale this?
1: one I really the ones that you liked,
2: especially Cars.
1: Well, all the yeah, Cars so is ones this are terrible. Re- all the planes ones are terrible. I yeah. love Toy Story. I love Toy Story Three. I loved all of them, but um, see, my fear is up still.
2: Yeah. I think is I, this a return to form for Pixar? That's kind of what I'm looking for.
1: Oh, that's the million dollar question that everybody asks, right? Yeah,
0: because I mean, the last like three years, it's been Disney and uh, you know Disney's computer animation, independent of Pixar. That's been like kicking ass. You know, you had Big Hero Six and Frozen and Wreck It Ralph. Those none of those are Pixar's. Pixar's right. just been churning out Cars sequels. That's true. Yeah.
1: Well, who's the guy that that uh, d- didn't he die from Pixar? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember who it was. One of the founders, a guy that had like like several. De- I mean, he basically wrote all of them up to a certain point, and I think Wally was the last one that he had that um, was from his story. But I think he he died before mm. the movie was either made or finished. I'm sorry that I forget his name. Somebody
0: will have to tell us on um, comments.
1: But. Uh, uh, you know, in Wall-E, I think was like the last like really good one that they did. Was there another one after that? A lot uh, of the Cars stuff. Was there Up? Up and- was after uh, Wall-E. I
0: I I just saw Up recently because I'm I'm a newbie or a neophyte to the uh, animated stuff. You know, I think there was a point where I just wasn't really into animated films anymore, but you know, slowly but surely, you know, I've been discovering the Miyazakis, and I saw Up not too long ago, and man, that movie's like.
2: I haven't cried so much in a movie since, like, Big Fish. You know? It's mm-hmm. just like... That's that- another film where you want to go hug your father right after, yeah. like... Yeah, but. but yeah, I mean, it's... I, I really like uh, Up a lot, not to steal anybody's thunder, but it's just... Yeah, it's a sad movie. Since we're talking about the sob stories, have you watched Grave of the Fireflies yet? No. Okay, yeah, that one is probably the saddest movie I think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever been so deeply moved, but I definitely uh up man i i I cry pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. there's a lot of a lot there that was probably their to me apex and stuff. I don't know the whole it's kind of like um you know the the quality issue and stuff i mean i <laughs> balancing between adults and children isn't easy and stuff um you know, and I think that most of the Pixar stuff was on point but i I know I was not a fan of cars. I was not a fan of a lot of the films, and I think some of their early films have um definitely not aged as well Mm -hmm. um and then some like i think a bug's life is pretty underrated i think it's one of the more interesting ones um but it's difficult it's like uh i think in video games and like anime and a lot of that stuff and just children's stuff in general it's like that where it becomes very mascotty and very uh like despicable me and a lot of the um what do you call it dream work stuff you know it fizzled out to yeah, me yeah I, I, like, went- I like kung fu panda a lot but like i
0: saw the trailer for kung fu panda 3 the other day i had like no desire to see that at all and i love you know that whole world and everything and it's like you don't need a sequel. To that movie, that movie, like had a good message. It was done well. Don't ruin
1: it. Well, I didn't want to see the second one when it came out, but I did, and I'm glad that I did. It's good. Kung Fu Panda Two. Yeah, you haven't seen Kung Fu Panda Two? No, I haven't seen it. Wow. I don't. I
2: don't. I was never that big into the first one. I mean, I liked him. Okay. I think that. Um, I think it's great that people though did in animation challenged disney and that they were able to with more modern technologies and advancements able to pr- uh, produce their own it's it's weird i always hope disney will one day make a return true return to classic animation and i mean I, I didn't see princess and the frog um and some of the other ones i just i, 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 I just don't tangle tangle think it's going i don't think it's yeah. ever gonna happen but I mean, my favorite Disney movie probably is either in the modern, more modern age is probably Beauty and the Beast, and I think classic is Robin Hood. I, I mean, mean, yeah, like I like that kind of stuff. I, I mean, it's cool they did like Atlantis and Treasure Planet and all those, and there was that era where they did like Titan A, not Disney, but like competitors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just animation is just kind of taking a weird toll these yeah, days. Hand drawn animation, I think, is like pretty much
0: dead i will say i like the way they did it well, in kung- long formative yeah like kung fu panda like i thought the way they use hand-drawn animation or something akin to that like when uh when poe was telling the story like about you know his little story at the beginning and it's like it looks like animation like i thought that was a cool way to very do it painterly
2: yes yeah. i'm sure that was still computer but it looks sure. good yeah I, I thought Big Hero 6 was a lot of fun. I was thinking of something modern that I've seen, and I really enjoyed it. But most of those films, they don't last with me. Um, they don't resonate. It's funny that you mentioned the studio. Um, Ghibli Films uh, is one of the last um, films I've really enjoyed. Um, something I totally... I was out of anime for years when I saw like um, Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke and mm-hmm. some of the other films. Howl's Moving Castle. And I... Was just there's such a a genuine childlike innocence and but such advanced commentary. Yeah, and I messages. like I like that all the protagonists in Studio Ghibli movies are
0: kind of like either children or childlike. For some reason, it kind of gives it like this. Uh, you know, like this evergreen thing like anyone can identify with that
2: like i like ponyo so much more than the little mermaid you know personally. ponyo's great yeah i like that they kind of remind me of like that 80s era of stuff like never in stories secret and nim kind of stories where well because, even the goonies you know it's just there's something because well, they
1: give the, the kids credit they don't treat yeah. Them yeah, like children it. You know, they give them, you know, intelligence. Yeah, you, you, know, don't you even can't take see that granted. in
0: regular movies anymore. Like, I was thinking the other day, like, you know, those kind of like ensemble kids versus monsters or anything doesn't, like, that was one of the things that was, like, so novel about, like, Attack the Block. And that came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like, I can't think of anything more recent.
1: Well, that's mostly they're, they're part of an, Maybe of an adult Maybe it follows. Group. Well That's the about thing about well th- still you're talking about people who are like high school age. Yeah. I'm I mean I think we are more you're so talking about like the squad again. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. more yeah. Of kind of that kind of the the tween age. Yeah. Uh, But now you see it more like, well, especially the last example, like we all saw in Jurassic World, they had those two kids, but they were part of like the ensemble cast. They weren't like the central focus. Yeah, I mean, like like the Goonies would be or like like, even like Spirited Away
2: or anything like that. One that really surprised me years ago that I just picked when I still got Netflix by mail. I mean, this had to have been whatever, 10 years ago, but i rented it never read the book never had any interest of, but i remember the hoopla but i gave it a fair chance and what is absolutely it? loved it was holes oh yeah yeah holes mm-hmm. was one of the best i mean that was one of the most nail-biting endings i've mm-hmm. ever had in a film like i it, the tension was just great but the development was that's the fun. joe dante movie right or am I thinking of something? No, else? The Hole is
0: Joe Dante. Oh, okay. Never Holes mind. is
2: like a early Shiloh book. Oh, movie, I know what you But it's you're based about on now. like a young adult, a young adult novel. Young adult yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because like we said, like uh, Adam said, like the tween thing, you just don't have, you know, the, I think nowadays, because the young adult market is by far the most flooded market mm-hmm. in the the world i mean like not just your whole like hunger games twilight kind of thing but even like diary of a wimpy kid or something like that mm-hmm. i mean there's just so much out there and they're just fighting for those but you're i'm hit on the nail on the head they're not about the kids yeah and they all kind really.
0: of blend into right, each yeah. other i like i was watching ender's game and it had like asa butterfield the kid from hugo mm-hmm. and um it still didn't it just felt like another Hunger Games yeah, it was very flat Insurgent blah 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 right. YA Blender movie you know and then it, like I think of Hugo which I really liked and it had the the two kid leads but still mm-hmm. it felt more like, like kind of like a Luc Besson movie like kind of like very artsy it doesn't feel like a Scorsese movie at all
1: no
2: it's weird too that they it's take it's the, one
0: of the only good 3D movies i ever yeah. seen that movie was made
2: to be seen in 3D if you didn't see it in 3D you didn't really see it it's
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah eat it <laughs> You're, you know it's but it's weird to me too that I was thinking about like challenges and stuff like in animation and then there's people like who just do like their passion pieces like uh, the adventures of Tintin like oh, that's yeah. totally like going out of like left field hmm. and going like I'm just gonna do it and that's exactly what he said. He's like I just wanna do this. I wanna do this since I didn't know if I want to do it live action or animation or what, but right. that's one thing I'm not a fan of is the um uh Victor probably knows the term the Polar Express Beowulf thing. Yeah, like the, the motion composite action. The motion. I
1: can't stand. I it. think it Peter Jackson is in that stage of his career where he only cares about tech toys. Well those those Two uh t- two movies are an example of something I was reading. I I don't remember the terminology about it, but they, they they graphed a point where animation and um you know the um the what what was it called with the little dots mocap Mo- mocap um where where it, it gets like it, it looks like animation then it starts looking really creepy and then really wrong and then there's like kind of a breakover point to where it looks really natural. Yeah. But they're not at that point. Especially yeah. it's
2: like, called I think it's called the Uncanny Valley. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Especially when they're like 15 different versions of Tom Hanks are touching the little kids. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> oh, my. And Polar Express, he plays, oh. like, oh, yeah. 10 oh, okay. different characters. Okay. Yeah. And it's,
0: yeah. Well, and that's okay. the thing. Like, we've gone to a point now where, like, CGI is so photorealistic. Like, the re- Like there's very little difference between, like, 1010 and, like, you know, The Hobbit. You know, it's just more stylized. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, it's almost like, I, I feel like Peter Jackson only knows how to make one movie anymore, and it's the one that just has all Well, because
1: p- he said that after he, I think it was after he did uh, Lord of the Rings, he was going to do something that was just going to, was going to be similar to like his Bad Taste days. Yeah. And well, then he did he King, Kong, did King cause Kong. King
2: Kong was his passion piece. That's the one he really wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, and then it, it's one of those Jack Black... Like, I'm
0: not a Jack black fan except for like maybe two or three movies and that's just the one where he just totally sucked me out of it i thought him and naomi watts were like totally
2: miscast uh adrian brody yes yeah that was a serious issue too i mean there's just a lot of stuff especially for the time period it was supposed to reflect it had some great visuals and i enjoyed it but just just but didn't love it like could never say like i was a huge huge fan um, I can't sit all the way through it. it yeah. It's one of those ones where I've never been long. able to watch it all in one no. sitting. Yeah, ever. I watched it theatrically. I haven't really watched it since. It's just one of those ones where it didn't work. But I would have loved, you know. People always said, "Well, he should do like bad taste and stuff like that." You know, his um, you know, I just dead don't alive. He's is. that
0: guy anymore.
2: Well, I just. But even then, I kind of wish he'd even do something more because he did um, you know, like heavenly creatures, mm. which is a really dark story. And then he kind he did he did direct the other one the um. The Lovely Bones, that yeah, was his too, but which that is know, also terrible. But it's like that's kind of like that's where I think he went back. Like he was gonna go, well, people liked cr- Heavenly Creatures was critically acclaimed, and it was so different than anything I had yeah. done before, and now everything I've done after it, and he is becoming cyclical. I just,
0: th- I just think The Lovely Bones
2: is a totally tone deaf movie, like especially
0: i'm not gonna you know you should watch it and then make up your own mind but there's like issues with the main girl's predicament that don't make any sense at all given what's going on with the story it's just uh i'm like what the i don't even remember the movie yeah, it's Cena all good. Matter. I just, it's somebody just was who's trying trapped to con- in like, you know, an afterlife limbo and they're way too happy to be there when all the characters are kind of trying to figure out what
2: happened to her, you know. It was, it was like a, you know, yeah. another thing, another novel that was popular and peter jackson like i said i think he was trying to break out of the uh, middle earth ghetto Mm -hmm. yeah and and the thing with the hobbit films you know i watched him. i was really excited i still like desolation of smog enough i think it's the only one that has some of the essence of the original films he did Mm -hmm. but it goes back to the thing because the first and third are just oh my god i can't deal with them but it's the um it's just that is way way too um you know like it's like you're saying there's just no soul in it no I, just this no- is like
0: one of the things i'm saying like if you actually think about it, like everything peter jackson does is like based on a licensed thing or a remake or an adaptation like what's the last original peter jackson movie the frighteners that was like what yeah probably over 20 no just about 20 20 years years ago 96 that one we need to show yeah that should be our yeah and I'm just saying it's, it's kind of it's kind of frightening when you think about that I mean like I look at like somebody like Guillermo del Toro that's kind of like uh you know, he'll do, you know, something of a studio movie, but then he'll go right back and do original original movies. I mean, Pacific Rim was like so good. I it's, you know, and then he wasted like two or 3 years working on The Hobbit and then Yeah. You know, basically anything good in The Hobbit is stuff that like Guillermo
2: del Toro did. You assume well, he said,
0: <laughs> "I trust him for some reason." Yeah, no, he's
1: still he's, but he's still still also a guy on. who yeah.
2: made a choice too to do books and then turn you know like the strain and turn into a show. I mean, he made choices to try to do something different than to not be confined to the same ideas. Yeah. I mean, all of his films, I mean, especially the Chronos, Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth, they're all have a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. but they are uniquely his films yeah i I am really interested
0: in seeing crimson peak our last episode like you know that's one i should mention crimson peak that's like the only summer movie i really still want to see
1: so then let let me ask this before it goes off into another direction Mm -hmm. because the thing for me about peter jackson is that there was there was very and it goes back to what you what you were saying even about Guillermo del Toro is there's a certain style to the film yeah that he does I didn't see much of Peter Jackson in either Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit films and not really well a little bit maybe in kind of the camera work in King Kong Mm -hmm. um where he he was playing around with the camera a little bit more and, and doing more of kind of like the really really uh you know beginning a film um just to introduce it you know into because king kong was one of the first you know feature length was was it a feature length was it like 100 it was like 100 three minutes hours. or something like oh that? wait are you talking the original the or? very first one yeah
0: I yeah think it was it an was hour feature length, it was feature yeah. length.
1: Yeah. yeah for that um, so i mean he was using a lot of the same techniques but you know modernizing it so but the Peter Jackson, when he d- did everything, you know, Dead Alive, Frighteners, th- there, were, there were certain things that he was doing with the camera that, that were recognizable as him. Like, if you were to watch a John Carpenter film, you know instantly it's a John Carpenter film. Yeah. If you watch a Guillermo del Toro film, you know instantly it's a Guillermo del Toro film. Yala, la, 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 la. Peter Jackson was the same way, except, like I said, I didn't see it in The Hobbit. I didn't see it in Lord of the Rings. Now, let me ask you about Sam Raimi. Same thing to me I think too is that when he did those Spider-Man films I didn't see any Sam Raimi except in Spider-Man 2 where they had the surgical scene Mm-hmm. With Doc Ock and like you know the things are going off and the, ch- yeah. the
2: chainsaw. I, I saw him when Bruce Campbell was there. That was it because right. well, it was Bruce Campbell, not because it was and Sam the Raimi. car and the car. Yeah, yeah.
1: But well, he, it's
0: it's like yeah. The only thing left of Peter Jackson is Andy Serkis is in this movie, you guys.
2: But even he, his, their relationship started with Lord of the Rings, I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's when well, right. he's now like uh like in the Hobbit. Yeah, he's the Gollum, but he's also doing you know Gollum, but he's doing like the assistant directing or whatever. He's like a second oh, yeah, third yeah. Unit. yeah he did yeah, yeah he was yeah. the second unit for all those movies yeah he wants to get out two of his stuff and and that makes sense well yeah and he's like in avengers age of ultron Tron. and he's probably gonna be
0: in black panther i to me that's the funny thing like andy circus is so connected to peter jackson but all the stuff he's really known for is like actually outside of that like
2: like he, the best thing he was ever in was the prestige the christopher nolan he was movie. good in that yeah he was also really good in a film um, if you've never seen the film Death Watch, um, it's uh kinda like a um you know, uh World War era um you know, kind of like a you know, it it sadly characterizes being like another kind of like Nazi zombie movie or another like ghost story and stuff on the Western front or something, but it was very he's Super brutal in it, like he is mean as hell, and it's it's such a change, such a different character for him. I love that film. I, I think most of all because of the greenness of it, but it really is his performance. But the one thing I'll say to, to the thing that you're talking about is as my final say on the thing because I think you bring up a great point about Pierre Jackson, but and Sam Raimi and all these other guys, uh, Guillermo del Toro. But in the end, whether you want to compare and contrast these people, I think because of how much. I mean more than ever film is now about how much money you're going to make and mm-hmm. how much you're going to retain the brand and build it is is that I think the big schism right now in Hollywood above all else uh, because of internet interference because of a lot of different issues is is that people are going I want I don't want some some like director that did you know this film like is a big name director or somebody I don't I don't want like a Brett Ratner on my film I want a Guillermo del Toro they want like a fan favorite somebody they know because I think that's why Peter Jackson got those films is why Joss Whedon was doing the Avengers they yeah have, that's they, a solid they, point. yeah they have a pre- proven track record but then. It starts to diminish either because people don't think that the quality is there or
0: they get exposed for not being the geniuses they the, were like or, the J.J.
2: The yeah. Abrams Damon Lindelof uh, effect yeah there's I mean you Victor just gave some great examples and stuff and people have really strong feelings but there is no in between there is no one who is the total auteur slash fan um, or the consummate professional uh, studio approved party there there's no one there you're gonna get you're gonna get blowback i a person i like to think about that has really done a great arc for me is james gunn Because he did Scooby-Doo, and then he did Dawn of the Dead. And I love the Dawn of the Dead uh, reimagining for numerous reasons, but I think he did an amazing job with that one, too. You know, I mean, obviously, Zack Snyder is directing, but it's I think that his energy was there. And then Slither is probably my most underrated film of the first 10 years in a major studio film. And then, you know, doing Guardians. I just, I feel like... It's awesome to see somebody like that get a real chance. Yeah, and you start out with trauma, too, don't you? Yeah, yeah and trauma. He was like the, oh, no, I wasn't he was trying like the to file boy diminish yeah, oh it. Because it's great that people can come full circle. I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't trying to leave that out. Oh, no, I'm just thinking of the current age, because even then, that's still small potatoes oh, to, like, yeah. the Well, big James deal. Gunn,
0: I think, in, ten, in five, ten years, he's going to get even more props, because I think if you look at it, he's the only person who's been able to write a successful Horror remake like that. I feel you know, it's. You look at it this way. Like every once in a while, there's like some classic movie that gets remade. Whether it's like the thing from another world or the original of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and they both had remakes. The Carpenter one in you know in the early '80s, and you had the uh, Don Siegel one from 1978. And um, both you know Carpenter, you know both of those solid, well-written movies. Um, w. D. Richter wrote uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake, but the reason that uh that dawn of the dead remake works is because it has a script that's actually good and doesn't just rip off the original like every other fucking True. remake script it's, it's totally different they are not at all the, if you're like oh i need to watch dawn of the dead and i'll just watch the remake instead you're watching a totally different movie that only has one thing that's in a, common the normal. setting
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, so great, I think, great point man yeah. yeah good stuff so what have you been watching victor uh I watched the first couple
0: episodes of the new true detective. Um I haven't seen the second one yet so don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, I
1: loved the first one. I know I am a, not a, a fan of, of, of the event. first
0: one, but I can see why people like it. I do feel the second so one. Weird. The second one like it is yeah, it's a much weirder. I'm still not sold on Vince <laughs> Vaughn as the heavy. Uh. Like um I kind of feel like it's like the 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 Kingpin arc from the Daredevil Netflix show. It's mm-hmm. like this is so familiar. I do feel I'm not gonna split. I do feel like the second one did open it up for me more. Like, okay, I need to see what happens next. But the first one didn't grab. Like, I rewatched the first episode of the first season of Two Detector thing. Maybe it's just the first. Like, maybe I, you know, the first episode that one was kind of weird. Not like no, it like laid everything out. It's just a completely different
1: style. Now, if there wasn't a first season of true detective can you remove yourself from that that's what i was trying to think and i'm like if this had been its own
0: show because i also watched the brink and ballers i'm like i watched all three of them i'm gonna give each of these three shows a chance i will say that i don't know if i would watch would have watched the second one if it didn't have the track record because hmm. to me it was like just i i felt that writing was a little heavy-handed oh yeah very i mean a little it's very heavy. oh yeah but it has a really good visual style, uh-huh. which is interesting because uh, both of the episodes are directed by Justin Lin, right. who did all the
1: Fast and the Furious movies, except right. for the last one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's... It's interesting. See, I just like all the scene chewing in the first one. Yeah. And it was just... It was so gross. Yeah. It's like you could, you could almost like just reach out, and if you touch the screen, like something would get on your finger.
0: Yeah. Well, there's that scene with... like. Uh, What's her name? Rachel McAdams and her father mm-hmm. played by David Morse. And I'm like, just thinking like, God, this is like reading a bad play. The characters are seeing exactly oh, yeah. what they're thinking. Yeah. And it's it's like, almost there's like no the, subtlety at It's almost at all. Like, the,
1: like the Fifty Shades of Grey of True Detective. Yeah. It's, it's so obvious and on the head and so bizarre and weird. Yeah. That you're like, well, how did this even happen? And then where is the perspective of the writer coming from? Is it just because he has so much pressure? from the first season Uh, yeah that's the thing i almost feel like they should have
0: waited another year maybe like give it a little bit of because to me true detective is not a tv show the first season it feels like one long movie yeah you know like when i I got the mondo steelbook it says true detective the long bright dark like that's it perfectly i'm like yeah it's just one big movie you know but like yeah, we'll watch see the we'll second see how it goes. one. Watch the second one. I think you'll. It'll I'm, I'm interested to see yeah. like how the whole art goes. Yeah. I
2: haven't watched it. It's probably my number one show to watch right now. Like, I just. Like, the first season, even yet, too? Nope. Have you haven't it? seen it. You, yeah, should, I, you would like. big part is that I don't have HBO, HBO Go, or anything. I just. I rarely have the time to to get into a I lot can lend shows. you oh, the sure. Blu-ray. I okay. have it on Ultraviolet. Oh, no, I'll probably pick it up. I mean, it's something where you are actually gave me such a glowing recommendation, but it, it's not the only individual, and it's just, it sounds so bizarre and unique. That's what really draws me. You know, it's not like some, you know, when the, the some of the basic ideas and things I've heard, I was like, God, that sounds really
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah it's not a casual watch. Yeah, no. exactly. It's not and, something where you're just playing Candy Crush no. as you're watching the yeah. show. I mean, you, you really just you gotta, get to pay into the dialogue. So that's a good thing, though. I watched the first season,
2: and I'm like still that. picking up stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, we need more shows like that because there's just not enough. That's what I was saying. Where the, the I, No, I mean, literally, that's the best description I've ever heard, so you're not playing Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah. Or some game or something. But, I mean, I'm multitask so much now. I'm reading a magazine, looking online, um, doing something, you know, like whatever, eating. You know, it's like you always you know, there's always something else going on. I feel like I have, that's why I think I've started going to see movies in the theaters a bit more mm. so I can just enjoy the experience. Right. Yeah. Except for people in theaters are terrible.
1: So yeah, well it's still p- and movies in here. Ter- yeah. inter- Last thing on the true, uh, true detective thing is that I'm, I'm still pissed to this day that, uh, McConaughey didn't get, uh, get any awards for his performance. Yeah. That's such garbage. Like uh, the, the- that's the only reason why I watch, I don't know what it was, a golden globes or something, or maybe as the daytime, Emmy Awards or whatever. The only reason why I watched it is to see if True Detective would have gotten anything, and especially Matthew McConaughey because I knew that he was up for you know whichever ones those were, or even both. Well, that's the thing.
0: Like without without spoiling, it's there's a scene in this episode where Vince Vaughn is delivering like a speech, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was thinking if Vince if Matthew McConaughey was delivered, I could I could totally see it. Like the writing similar to like you know the first season. Sure, I'm like. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey sells the fuck out of this dialogue. <laughs> yeah. But when any, like, especially him, because, like, I get, he's the worst part of this season for me. Right. Uh, it's just like, just stop talking. <laughs> just, oh. You know? Uh, you'll know it when you see it. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I saw The Brink, which is this new half-hour comedy on HBO that has uh, Jack Black and Tim Robbins and porn Stash from Origins is the New Black. It's a political satire. It's terrible. Um, and then there's uh, Ballers, which is has Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing a sports agent who's down on his luck and Rob Corddry is his <laughs> boss. Uh, you know, I didn't like, think I would like it. It's yeah. actually pretty watchable. It's huh. no... It, it's not uh, an abortion like Arliss was. It's actually really interesting. I think it's just because... actually not Dwayne, more like Entourage. The,
2: yeah, it, it's without the same the, people
0: with, who produced Entourage. Okay. So, y- y- you know,
2: you can Did take it that way. see that movie? No. Okay, oh. I'm just curious. Just, I'm just that's asking. something that... I, I think it died so fast yeah. in the theater, I doubt I'll even see it in the dollar theater. Yeah, yeah I don't point. need to
1: see it no. on the big screen.
2: So, yeah, no. I just, to me, it just seals the deal on how charismatic
0: Dwayne Johnson is that he can carry a, a premise like that. Other than that, it's basically entourage for sports.
2: Yeah, so that's it. That's well, it. Well, let me tell you, he certainly could not carry San Andreas, which <laughs> I I recently had the misfortune of seeing, hmm. and uh, I love. Oh, loved. I have to ask. I have to ask. Yeah. Alexandra to dare the chick from she's in true detective. She's mm-hmm. the
0: chick that uh, Cole's having the affair with. Right. Y- yeah. 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 You don't have to remind yeah, me, Boobs. Uh, yeah. Boobs. She plays the rocks daughter in this, yeah. right? I, I, yeah. That, I cannot get that in my brain. I'm sorry. You're getting somebody in their mid twenties to play the
2: rocks daughter. Yeah. It was, um, especially since the first shot of her in the movie is her sunbathing. Uh-huh. It's real. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, dad, yeah I'm gonna can you, yeah, and you're sitting there going like wow wow they no.
1: went to the school
0: of Michael Bay she did, that yeah, one. Yeah. if you haven't seen this chick she's also in the in, in uh, cha- Texas Chainsaw Massacre she's the in last, the Percy Jackson movies it, it, yeah she does not look young she looks like the exact same age as The Rock
2: you know, she she looks like the the Rock's wife instead yes. and instead of the wife he actually has in the movie. But I mean, I I I'll occasionally go for a good popcorn flick. Um, I've watched a lot of the classic seventies disaster films. You know, I grew up on like Towering Inferno and stuff like that. And then there was like the era of you know Dante's Peak volcano. Um, You know, and they haven't really tried this in a while. I think Poseidon was the last one I remember seeing in the theater. That was the same style of film, so I just gave it a shot just for the hell of it. And I, um, you know, I, I laughed more than anything. I I don't think I've laughed that hard at a movie in a while. It, like from the trailer, it looks like the day after tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, That's day after tomorrow is to another one. The only reason I honestly I, I love The Rock not just as a wrestler, but I love and. You know, his attitude. But I, I love a lot of the rocks, like smaller roles, or some of the stuff when he was getting out of the Scorpion King, like mm-hmm. you know, mold and you know WWE mm-hmm. film kind of stuff. Like I, I love. Yeah. His, I love. Like I think well, he's that, still the only good part of Be Cool. I love. I, his I will arc say. In that. I think one of the, just to get yeah, back sure. to ballers. I think one of
0: the main reasons he's actually in that show is because Peter Berg is the director and he stars in that show too in a little part, and he's the guy who directed the Rundown. Yeah probably so did peter berg stop pursuing dune yeah i think so he plays like a miami dolphins football open
1: letter to peter berg go back to working on dune thank you (laughs) sincerely adam yeah yeah p.s and don't fuck it up don't fuck it
2: up get your yeah um yeah, but that one was, and then the only thing more, uh, I mean, th- there's two things I liked, to the only two things besides the fact that I laughed was there actually was a couple scenes of destruction and, and, like, people getting hurt that were very believable because they're the things that I think most people wouldn't think about in a major natural disaster. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, just simple things like glass killing you, you know, from, like, That's you know. That's true. I haven't, s- usually people jump out of buildings, buildings. and there's no, you big- just don't think about, I mean, just simple stuff. I mean, um, without spoiling, there's a great scene with like a rock slide, like just a just a it's pre like the er, the earthquake. I mean, just a standard rock slide. I mean, but I mean, that's a mass amount of damage. I remember when I was in um uh Nepal and Bhutan, we would have to like I, you know, did a lot of the trip by road because there's no other services, and you would um, you know, have to get we would get out of the car and move rocks. That had slid down from like heavy monsoon <laughs> rains, and I mean, you know, bus would pull up, buses, people would get out and start helping you. I mean, it's really real. That's what it's like. Yeah, and they usually don't treat that as a big threat and move like exactly. It's, I, not, if it's you not. You think meme.
0: about the only movie I can really think of is like Tremors that yeah. little rock three big rocks on the road is what has them
2: trapped in the whole town which is really true yeah, yeah. great point that's a it, you know i know we just watched that recently but that's the kind of thing yeah it's like it always has to be something michael bayish it's gotta be so mammoth and you know oh yeah the top. we've lost the dimension for
0: scale and yeah. you know like a michael bay movie like i think i watch that's the one i watch i won't get into it but i watched transformers age of Insti- extinction and that
2: movie is just fucking ridiculous Why? i did too yeah i i, I got bit. High? Well, the one thing i will say about age of extinction beyond all all else was that man you really can see how china is funding every film now every oh major my god Hollywood yes blockbuster yeah, yeah. like both of
1: you watch this movie yeah
2: we, not together we but holding hands, oh, holding hands. <laughs> we were cuddling up watching it going grimlock yeah i would Please say lock. bonbons no i would say other like box of kleenex transformers
0: age of extinction and avengers 2 age of ultron have the most gratuitous we need china's
2: help well, seen yeah. ever in movies yeah anyway. it, it's brutal the only other most uh going on the other film i saw because i haven't seen a huge amount either but Other ludicrous film um, was I Did Subject Myself to Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my god. Um, Let me tell you. Wait, ludicrous is in that? No, no, I wish. Oh, (laughs) Oh, ludicrous. Yes. My bad. This is not, I'm not disturbing (laughs) the peace, man. I'm telling you like it is. Okay, first and foremost, like, I understand a lot of these films and and their appeal, especially among women. But this one, I I got him as the most blatant thing I've ever seen just really just the plot summary in your head it's about a young poor college girl who ends up doing an interview with this young handsome ripped billionaire who buys her cars buys her all this stuff you know takes care of her and then you know his whole thing is like we're gonna make a contract to have you know a uh you know a sub dom relationship you know he's into bdsm and all this and it's i would like, love to meet that lawyer yeah it's exactly and it's so like i mean first and foremost like i'm not you know how this, could you how could you draft a contract for sex. Yeah. Isn't that prostitution? <laughs> There's a big part of that. But I mean like anyone thinking this is seriously Marquis de Sade needs to go watch Quills with Jeffrey Rush. That is a this. really good movie. It's a great movie. You need to watch that instead of this or even the great scenes in Wax Work uh, with the de- Marquis de Sade are better <laughs> than this and, and far more erotic. Like I mean it's it really is just and then it gets super vanilla. I'm like okay like literally you think this is the most like risqué so is this like a straight up like a legally binding contract well, or like, you know here's you, a contract well, the whole thing seal is seal it with a kiss is that without telling it without it ends like with the cliffhanger ending but I, I mean the whole thing to me is like women going this is christian Gray's my dream i'm like christian gray the young billionaire but would it be the same he, if it was Christian by it, night. Exactly. I was like, but would it be the same if it was Christian Gray, the janitor? I don't think so. I mean, it's just one of those things I, I couldn't believe it watching it. It's just so like but I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Let's just... I'm going to just try to forget about... It. Other than that... Already uh, I already yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, I did watch... Uh, I've actually never watched it. I've been picking up a lot of cheap wrestling DVDs since the network's been out. Um, it can come for like a buck. And I picked up the Roddy Piper Born to Controversy. I haven't even the, heard of The that. Roddy Piper. It's just one disc of his... Uh, is, is like, it's like the feature-length documentary. And the other one's like some great matches. But oh, cool. the really fun stuff. Um, and then uh, I enjoy it Uh, I've been watching Grimm season 3 I'm catching up on that it's not a great great show but there's something I like about it for some reason that keeps me coming back Um, and then the last but not least I have amazingly never seen this movie as a huge uh, horror movie fan survival horror video game fan but is the movie stay alive from it's from like 2005 or 2006 that the Ewan McGregor no. No wait, it, that's stay. stay. Never mind. Stay. Yeah. It, this is like a um this could have been this is like the, the Is this a UA the, Bowl movie? No, it's not a UV Bowl movie. It's like <laughs> Oh no, I'm it's thinking like Alone in the Dark Dark. Yeah. No, that's absolutely an abortion. This is like the mongoloid stepchild of um uh, what do you call it uh, brain scan this it's literally about a game that kills you um, it's got but the best part about the whole movie I mean it's just it's your standard like Bloomhouse, Platinum Dune style of filmmaking huh. but the best part is that I, I didn't know it had Frankie Muniz in it Hmm. from Malcolm in the Middle right. and uh, just... just. Hey, he lives here in Scottsdale. He does. I saw him at the Costco uh, over on 44th Street getting a
0: churro and a chicken salad.
1: Thank you, <laughs> Victor Marino. God that was hand. your uh, that like, was your Frankie Muniz update yeah. of the week. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember when he was in he was in a pop punk band You played drums, taking the Jason Schwartzman route. Yeah. Uh except for it was uh You Hang Up, which is the most pop punk band name possibly of wow. all time. But uh other than that, I will say I did get some awesome uh Blue, so hopefully in dvds that i'll be able to talk about next one i did get the uh amazing eight hour hellraiser documentary oh which God, i wow. barely put a den in um and then i got society i know victor picked that up recently and uh i promise next time i will talk about clown but now i want to talk about summer movies well adamton you're what what, are, what you did i, I to not talk to? about your catch-up
0: what were you watching
1: Yes, I did. Oh, we did? Inside Out. Oh, that's right. And then that, went wow. and that kind we've of been, snowballed. We
0: went, we've been babbling for a while. All right. Sorry. sorry. So sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I
1: think it's all been very interesting
0: yeah well, we did just show Jaws like what now two weeks ago, which you know God time is flying I know, and that yeah and that movie's set on the fourth yeah. of July, and that gets us right into our talk about summer summer movies, movies set in summer featuring summer, would you consider Jaws a summer themed movie well yeah it's it's set on a beach it happens fourth of july weekend oh yeah that's right and it is the movie that launched the summer blockbuster yeah so it's the quintessential yeah that's like yeah that wins the (laughs) you know the preakness or the triple crown right there you know of all of summer movies you know but that's triathlon yes well
2: i think too it's interesting because when you think about (laughs) harriet Gonna, hey, hold on. Victor needs to sip his mint julep. Uh, <laughs> I declare. Um, it's Pinky interesting, up. too, because you think about films at that time. Uh, you know, that's the beach blanket bingo was the previous, like, summer movies mm-hmm. of that time period. So there really like wasn't. Internet. Yeah, there really yeah. wasn't a lot of, like, uh, definitely not, like, terror at the beach, except, like, really bad B movies. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely an interesting thing in that respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want me to start, or do you want go right ahead, man? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, other
0: summer movies. I, I tried not to pick scary movies, so uh, you know, forgive my list if it seems a little vanilla. Uh, Point Break, which is which, weirdly enough, we are showing, but it's it's uh, kind of basically an evil version of uh, the Endless Summer, which is another mm-hmm. summer movie where it's you know the uh, Patrick Swayze and his gang of. Uh, Bank robbers uh, are basically just bankrolling their endless summer as they follow
1: the ultimate wave, you know, and it's so would you consider that because as I was doing research, there were a lot of like little subgenres to the summer film and I left it wide open for you guys, yeah. which is totally fine. You know, there's like the surf movies, there's the beach movies. You know, because, uh, yeah, because like so, some places it's like the beaches all year round. Oh, yeah. No, I, I
0: basically tried to keep my list of movies that take place during summer. Mm-hmm. So that remind you of summer. Yeah. No, but Point Break hap- does take place during okay. the summer. Yeah. So that's why it's on my list, you know. Gotcha. And um, I also had The Parent Trap. Either I I think I think you could either have the Haley Mills or the Lindsay Lohan version. I think they're both good movies, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I like the newer one too. But yeah,
0: it starts off at a summer camp, you know, and it both of them actually started off special effects advances for their time, you know, Mm -hmm. you know. Anytime you see now in a music video, all those things were like, they have the really, oh my God, it looks like there's two people in frame. Like the parent trap, the Disney one is the one that pioneered a lot of those same tricks they use today. You know, not the Benjamin Button face replace, but everything else. Um, Meatballs. Mm -hmm. which is that's like my only summer camp movie on my list but it's also the first ivan reitman bill murray big screen collaboration before stripes and ghostbusters i also think it's like the prototype the prototypical bill murray role Mm -hmm. where he's
1: like the likable asshole you know well that was one one of the few pg movies that he was in during that time yeah otherwise it was you know stripes Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the other ones? Uh, Caddyshack, yeah, which also happens during like the that, summer, right? Um, what else do I have? But meatballs. Have you watched it recently? Uh, when was the last time you watched it? I want to say like a year or two ago. Oh, okay, did it hold up? It
0: does. It does, especially like the whole competition between the two camps, right? Which, like, I was watching. Like, man, this movie. I feel like was really. Uh, underrated and influential Mm because I feel like I've seen this in so many the things that happen in Meatballs happen in so many TV shows and you know they just kind of recycle the plot and I still the rallying thing where it just doesn't matter it just doesn't (laughs) you know I I like that a lot it's like the slackers overcome you know Mm -hmm. it's a good story I actually I hadn't thought about it in such a long time like I maybe I need to rewatch that and see if that trailer might be good for uh, you know cult classics uh, one day it's one of my Um, favorites yeah i mean growing up it was one of my favorites uh adam's family values which it you know the it's not as good as the Adams Family, but I love I, them both. Yeah, but, but Joan Cusack is yeah, the best. Joan Cusack yeah, is the like the best good. villain in that movie, you know. But I love, yeah, I love the whole camp scene where like you know the Indians are overthrowing everything, and that's yeah. you know Wednesday Adams
2: and their their forbidden romance with the, like <laughs> you know. And that was like a politically correct statement, like, yeah. When that was not in films, like right. now it's like all the time. Uh Almost Famous was you know Oh sure. Yeah. That's a good like summer
0: road trip movie and mm-hmm. it's the kid going out and seeing the world. Um I have one more but I just thought of one. Uh Psycho Beach Party. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen that, it's like oh, Lauren yeah. Ambrose, it's like Psycho Gidget. Um I don't know if it's on Blu ray or
1: not, but you should definitely seek that out. I don't believe it's on Blu ray. I I think I remember l- looking for it on blu-ray not too long ago yeah or maybe a couple years ago and i I couldn't find it still just have the dvd version which is fine yeah
0: it's deeply subversive if you haven't seen it It feels like what would happen if john waters directed a gidget movie yes very well put yes um i guess like my last one i would do would be since it's the weekend uh independence day okay yeah yeah you know, that's, that's, you know, the prototypical popcorn ID four, for, which on. is how I have it written on my list. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bill, bill, uh, bill, you Bill Pullman. Pullman and oh, no. I got it. It's Bill Pullman it is. Bill Pullman's terrible rallying speech as today we celebrate art uh, to this day I'm like
2: what the fuck did no, That's the best did, speech ever man. If I ever have to give one to motivate people that one Yeah, that's if I have one. to give a, a speech to motivate Randy Quaid to get off his drunk trailer park living ass. It didn't work. He he's he's hiding out in Canada somewhere yeah. man. He's he's not doing anything. He's not going to crop dust. It is. Man. Aliens. it is
0: also awesome in that movie how the aliens take control of uh, Data with his little throat
1: speak mm-hmm. what what do you want us to do die you know? I did like that part <laughs> where they were in, the, in that um, Area 51 yeah the Area 51 ish kind of place and, yeah. and they couldn't say Area 51 because yeah. they didn't have the blessing I mean, uh, they said oh you can make this movie here whatever well, I can't remember the yeah. whole story but. that was also by the way the first
2: film I ever saw on IMAX oh. and it blew me the fuck away oh yeah it During was that. so massive we, w- we
1: were so thirsty for a good like sci-fi something anything yeah and to see ships and things that was also weird to s- it was definitely yeah.
2: the will smith breakthrough oh absolutely like yeah. he was in some great films before but nothing like because i remember a before
1: i saw it i was like well, i don't I don't, I don't see, I don't see will, will smith as an action hero but nah. after that film was done i'm like i want to see more of will smith kicking butt
2: welcome yeah. to earth yes <laughs> oh my god i totally forgot about that <laughs> with the cigar dragon yeah. the parachute it's uh-huh. the best man <sighs> anyway that's my list good list good list mm-hmm. who's next whichever one wants to go i'll go All whichever right. one of us wants to go i don't know why i'm talking about i don't yeah know. you notice i kept it
0: devoid of horror just because i knew you guys would probably have a lot of that stuff
1: oh i don't know uh, let's see. Well, we all I has will... Got a
2: list. So well, of
1: course I got a, he's I got, got a, he's a list. Got a fine list. Uh, I'm not going to mention the the horror ones because I'm sure that we'll leave that for Kirby. Uh, yes. And then the ones that have already been mentioned, I'll leave out. But I I put in Back to the Beach. You guys remember Back to the Beach? Oh yeah. The Frankie and Annette mm-hmm. uh, kind of. Re- it's like from 1986, kind of something like yeah. that. Um, you know Pee Wee Herman pops in there. Yeah. There's uh, the fantastic cameos by Fishbone. Just can't get enough of those guys they're just they're just awesome. Uh but yeah, a throwback um just getting back to the spirit of those old like beach movies, but Frankie and Annette um are now the parents and um just you know, don't trust the kids. They're playing like, they're playing the parent role yeah. and a lot of misadventures, you know, ensue throughout the whole weekend uh that they are there uh trying to save their daughter from um the the perils of being uh, uh you know, a teeny uh college graduate mm-hmm. with no direction uh the sandlot oh yeah definite great yeah, that's that's a good you one know, that's that's a good coming of age story um, i think that would play well at cult classics uh that goes hand in hand with stand by, by me. me yes yeah, yeah, that was, on, was, my was my lives, on my list but i figured ones. one of you guys would yeah. talk about yeah. it uh the graduate uh so that's where uh ben Graduates mm-hmm. from college and has no direction, so he takes that summer off, and everybody's trying to push them in in, in a direction of uh, plastics. Mm-hmm. The future is plastics. <laughs> um, Wet Hot American Summer, which is more of a newer one that that you know takes a lot of tips from like meatballs, and and there's just some over the top. Yeah, I have uh, not exchanges. seen
0: that. So that's why I think you should. Yeah I, th- yeah, I yeah I've been meaning to get around to it. Yeah,
1: and I think that's on. I think that's it on Netflix because
0: right they're gonna have a Wet Hot American Summer TV show. That's right, show the TV uh, show's on up. there. Uh,
1: Dazed and Confused. Definitely. Which still stands the test of time. What was that, 93, 94, 92? Something like somewhere that. Somewhere in early 93 or 94, yeah. yeah. 93.
0: 93 sounds yeah, But 93. every every
1: time I, I take some years off from watching it and then just pop it in randomly going, ah, I feel like watching Dazed and Confused. Watch him, ben it just, it Affleck, gets, it gets like, better. Ass. It gets better every time I the watch it. The young Mila Jovovich.
2: Yeah. And the best man Matthew McConaughey, like sketch all right, all character right. ever.
1: Yeah, you know, I keep getting older, but they say the same age. Wasn't that? that is that yes. a good yep. one? That, that is you? the line. That's That's I that, that and an air rage, you freshman
2: bitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, kind of skipping ahead here. Summer rental.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Huh? The
1: John Candy's classics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh I don't even know if I can go much more into summer is the, is
2: the Great Outdoors a summer? Yeah, that, that was few? actually I was great just outdoors. gonna interject with was that if you're talking about John Candy, that's also for me a uh definitely like a family film we grew up with watch that all right. the time. Yeah. yeah the big 60 o- 67
1: ounce or well, and i and i'm, and I'm even gonna squeak in captain ron in oh that group, yeah uh where they're on the boat and and kurt russell uh it was so enjoyable uh one crazy summer oh yeah uh and i'll say summer school That was my top pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely summer school without a doubt. I can watch that a billion times. times. I feel like I've watched that this year more times than I have over the past decade. Every time the summer comes around, it's just you get this urge to watch summer school. It's
2: just such a unique film from even all the standard 80s kind of dredge. Like, it's very, very, uh, it always stands out to me. I also will never forget the first time i warned my folks and saw i'm watching ncis and i was like holy shit's the guy from summer school i don't, I don't <laughs> right, think of right. mark Harmon besides that role right, really yeah. i don't uh yeah I, yeah you're right he's not wasn't didn't too much sp- stuff after that yeah so he's just he's always gonna was, be that i think one. he was he on scene elsewhere one of those yes yeah, yes okay yeah he was he was definitely had his kind of like dreamboat kind of years he's he's more popular than ever but i mean that's obviously what a lot of people do is relaunch their careers now through shows so right um but yeah, I thought those were great. I, I think of a lot of, you know, uh, definitely the camp kind of films. Like um, I definitely thought of even like Ernest Goes to Camp. I used to oh, that. Oh, how did I miss this so much movies. as a kid? Uh, I definitely enjoyed the Great Outdoors. Was always a favorite. There was an old movie with Michael J. Fox called Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, Heat. yeah. That that one was always one I used to always watch right. a lot.
1: There was a um, companion piece to that. Yeah. What was I that other one called? Can't remember off the top of my head. Poison ivy, too. Okay, you seduction. You, you, no, you, you talk. I'm gonna look it up. Um, <laughs> I don't
2: even think of it much. Uh, you know, I don't really know. You know, definitely is a beach movie or setting. But I always think of a uh, weekend at Bernie's is a favorite for me. Yeah. Um, I, Adam mentioned the Graduate to me. The companion piece for that is uh, American Graffiti. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Which yeah, is a yeah. film I didn't actually even see till high school, and really, really liked. Arguably and, one of the only good George, George Lucas, Lucas films, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, it. I don't know. I, I, maybe it takes place during summer. I don't. remember. It know. does. The day, no, not that one. Uh, the next one I was gonna say was. Um, but I definitely remember is another kind of summer film that I always have uh, in my junior high years was Speed. Cause it came out, I remember in June, and I saw it a yeah, bunch that summer. More, yeah, it was like a summer blockbuster yeah. kind of thing, but maybe on that tip. Um, <coughs> other than that, um, you know, summer school is definitely a top one. i uh, kind of quick looking at this list. You know, I yeah. mean, we've
0: been kind of rushing through it, but like it rewatch Speed recently, and you'll actually be surprised. That it has a surprisingly deep plot for a mindless summer action movie. And Dennis Hopper is such yeah, a perfect that, that's villain. the whole thing. That's like he was Dennis Hopper plays a cop who's disgruntled because, you know, the pension couldn't cover, you know, his health care needs or that his wife, and you know, he was le- left unceremoniously and he's
1: getting revenge. It was kinda yeah, like no, there's a there's a little bit more deeper layers than you would think for yeah. like a movie with like, like, oh, a, keep the bus going. Yeah, budget action spiritual sequel to falling down.
0: Yeah. Like, it, you know, it was very much like, uh, yeah, the system fucked me Never. over, so I'm gonna fuck over the system. And it's like you realize, like halfway through, it's like, man, if Sandra Bullock and uh, Keanu aren't weren't so charismatic in this role, I kind of would want to cheer for Dennis Hopper. And I totally feel if you rewatch that movie, that Dennis Hopper only becomes like a megalomaniac villain by plot at the end it's kind of like he's too sympathetic they, we've got to like notch this up someone
1: should, should re-edit the movie to to make it look more sympathetic towards yeah, Dennis Hopper's yeah. character It'd that's a really great interesting point from yeah. his point of view yeah.
2: yeah I'm watching a while but I always
1: like I said and I'll have to go see, watch yeah, it again definitely yeah that's uh, the whole uh, thing the, 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 oh sorry Yeah, yeah uh, Michael, Michael J. Fox was uh, um, oh gee I just looked at it and then I just looked away because I got so excited uh, High School USA High School USA with J.J. Manners Mm. Michael J. Fox as JJ. J. I don't even remember if I ever saw. It, it was kind but of I a companion piece because Poison Ivy was made for TV. High School yes. USA was as well, and they kind of ran them back to back now and again, or they were like okay. kind of within the same realm.
2: Yeah, there's a lot like that's a weird one. that just popped in my head. I don't know if it's actually in summer, but I know we talked about like Disney Sunday movies. Mm-hmm. I grew up on those. So the Brat Patrol with Sean Astin is definitely I think somewhere in the summer. Or I used to watch it on a uh, you know, tape from TV VHS. Right. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, we definitely are running down on oh, time, but I, but I do over. Uh, yeah, we can go over a little, so I'll go over. Of course, I appreciate you accommodating me with all the horror. The last one was like an hour and a half. I so. want a list, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll keep it, you know, I'll start off with a few. I mean, obviously, um, sleepaway camp, I think because I just got the new uh, shout factory blues of two and three, um, probably will watch again um you know friday the 13th endlessly is is fun during summer um you know a weird one it really has it straight in the title but um i don't think almost i've met very few fans who've ever seen it because it's not really a horror film it's almost more of a drama uh is summer camp nightmare um if you can find it i think it's only ever been released on vhs maybe laserdisc but it is a dark kind of movie like if you've ever seen the movie over the edge um with Mm -hmm. uh dylan um luke perry no matt dylan Uh oh (laughs) no not with luke perry but (laughs) that it's a kind of like that's like that uh classic kind of sc hinton outsiders kind of novel really enjoyed that movie um uh there's a few others i mean i could go through a lot i'm not gonna go through them all i will say uh con the earnest goes to camp tip uh anybody ever grew up with goosebumps there was some really fun episodes that camp or summer themes and uh i did think of just now i know what you did last summer for a modern one and for a companion piece non-horror i will always put can't hardly wait as a uh uh, nope. more recent one because that actually came out the year I graduated and so did uh, it's kind of like uh, Days and Confused I like to think mm-hmm. of the, sometimes that's the pre-summer much like Stand By Me oh right it's
1: that's the, the one where,
2: uh, where Jennifer Love Joan Hewitt, Hart you know? is getting her yearbook, yearbook signed. signed yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> it definitely has yeah, really. It. Yeah. There. It's running that's
0: show. the running to remember. It's yeah. got a lot of one. Well, it also has Lauren little... Ambrose and uh, yeah. Seth Green and Seth Green has yes. uh, you
2: know, uh, he is acting very hip hop ish. Yes. Um but it's enjoyable. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe it's more for mine but again like I can really still gro- drive with like a um American graffiti and still share the same experiences so I I think there's a universal nature um I'll wrap it up with two that I just threw in um because I they're more really really re- really recent but I have started integrating them into my summer watching is that uh it's a very divisive film but chillerama um mm-hmm. I do enjoy it but especially the curse of the werebear uh bit uh, was uh really fun and is a total tribute in you know the homoerotic way to the uh uh and net kind of films Uh and then i actually saw this at a i think it was at rapture one of them i think it was rapture horror fest a couple years ago um i saw bloody bloody bible camp um and it's got a bunch of like one-off people like reggie banister's like the camp counselor um but it was just fun like i actually enjoyed it It was definitely like an 80 slasher made now but totally like without the uh rose tinted glasses that most people have about 80 slashers right. they're like oh it's got a great plot and deep acting and all this stuff and development no it was just fun it had a lot of killing tits and gore <laughs> man and laughs they were, laughs. They were killing I, tits killing tits no 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 tits were <laughs> well maybe there's some stabbing but um uh, uh, stabbing of various varieties, but it was it was fun. So, I, like I said, there's so many. You summer camps obviously were a slasher staple um, for a long time, but I just think horror movies. I think for a lot of people, um, especially myself, because this is something I like to extend to and get your guys' thoughts. But it's just that a lot of things for me are just. I, I think of summer films too, just being films I enjoyed or rented during that period of you know mm-hmm. through my childhood teenage years a lot of films i mean yeah i saw um, uh, films in the fear but not many most of my summer memories from movies are watching them on vhs right that what i rented so i have some sometimes that some summers were slower than others and that's mm-hmm.
1: where i really uh yeah i was you know i was recently talking to my mom about um you know it, you forget you sometimes what it was like before you could before you had your driver's license before you had a car um you know whichever came first i suppose for some people but uh you know waiting you know when you were like 13 14 15 uh all you would do to pacify your time because you weren't playing with He-Men and G.I. Joes. Well, maybe some people, I don't know about mm-hmm. you Victor, maybe you probably still play with your G.I. Joes today. <laughs> I don't
0: have any <laughs> G.I. Joes. <laughs>
1: or your, your He-Men or your uh, maybe WW, your old WWF uh, figures. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's looking at me like he's going to jump across and, and beat the shit out of me. Uh, but that's what I did. No, is, you're going to fight now with the action figures. Is, we didn't, I guess we didn't really like walk to the store there wasn't anywhere that was necessarily close to get videos i guess there was but we didn't prefer going there we'd go a little bit further down um but we would load up i mean we would at least get like three videos if not come home with like six or more Mm -hmm. um and then that would be like my whole week it'd be like a video a night or I'd watch them again and again and again, mm-hmm. just cause that's all we would have. Cause, but boy, we must, especially when they introduced uh, the 99
2: cent videos,
1: rentals yeah. for like a week was now I, yeah.
2: I lived across the street from two different video stores so it was more like I treat it like one like a lending library the molding of Victor Marino
0: (laughs) you know like if the one if uh, King video didn't have it Omega video would have it you know oh it's too bad it wasn't Alpha and Omega (laughs) no but that and then like there is another one we remember of that was like two miles away called Pro Video so you know it was like you know and then there was a fourth one so it was like we were movie you know it was i would go i'd rent sometimes up to three movies a day like i'd start watching if it went an hour in i'd be like oh this is stupid because you had an hour to return it if there was any issue oh so if i'd just go in if like it didn't grab me i'd be like this is stupid return it oh it wasn't rewinding right okay
2: (laughs) wow (laughs) the first loop in the system that victor learned yeah that's cool though that you had so many choices i had well that's why i've seen so many shitty movies so yeah that's true but i mean that was the thing though you took a lot of gambles and stuff i mean that was always the video store deal was that you took a lot you took a chance it was like uh back when i was a kid going to the library you only got to take a couple books out at a time right and you really had to pick the ones you wanted garfield at large yeah always oh i had that so many garfield books and far side definitely a lot of the far side but you know um i don't know that's the way i look at it is that summer to me is uh you know was a time to catch up on movies too Mm -hmm. because the only time i'd get to watch is we'd get to rent one and i also was a big um big into video games when i was a kid so a lot of times you know my mother was like you got a choice it's going to be a video game or it's going to be a movie that's it one or the other so i also have some a lot of summer memories of gaming
1: so see i just i re i, I remember the one that i went to that we like to go to is because the membership you paid monthly for mm. and i remember it being quite a bit but you could rent as much as you wanted True. as long as it wasn't a new release yeah and then the new release you had to pay like a, you know the premium for or whatever yeah and you could only keep it for a day mm. yeah sounds about yeah. right they, they, I remember, but then I remember where you could uh, get a new release and you could keep it for like a week and how that just messed everything up. Before people were like, oh, is this a back in yet? Is this back in yet? Oh, yeah. Because everybody would rent it on the first day it came out. Like, if it was, like, Back to the Future. I definitely remember Back to the Future when that came out. People would be waiting in line to rent it. Everybody rented it that day. You couldn't come back to the video store for seven days because everybody had it for seven yeah, days. Yeah, I think
0: it ended up, yeah, by the end, I, I remember it was, like, you could rent a movie for, like, you, you know, that night. and bring days. it back yeah. the next day. So, like, yeah. one or two days. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it was that was definitely the max
0: for, that you could do.
2: I mean, otherwise, you're just paying out for late Yeah, because
0: otherwise, it was like that. You know, when Blockbuster and Hollywood Video came, they like fucked
2: everything up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, that was the big. I mean, if you owned a mom and pop video store from 86 to 96, May and upwards of up to 2000, mm-hmm. you. I know the reason I know is because one of my family, our family friends, did um, when I was a kid, they had one and they did retire multi millionaires because wow. they had made so much money. Because the they, I mean, it, but you gotta understand, you were paying a premium price for tapes back then, sure. But between the late fees and all the uh accoutrements they were providing and stuff like the candy and all that, it, it huge inflation, mm-hmm. it really paid off. Video games and stuff were expensive, but like f- they're expensive then as they are now, 50 bucks a title. But if you could get, um, you know, uh, three day rental for $5, you know, and kids, I'm racing to, it's like racing to finish a movie, racing to finish a game. That's why a lot of times I mentioned the Disney Sunday movie thing. I would watch a lot of tapes I did off TV that we had to rely on that Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. I remember watching another kind of weird summer movie for me on the horror uh, genre was it. Mm -hmm. I watched that a ton because, uh. It was. It is kind of. It was the summer of '58 in the film, mm, right. but yep. it's that kind of stuff, you know. It, it was just that was just the way it was. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's what we did.
2: Yeah. So I think I,
0: it's I, like I still remember too, like seeing movies were like you know there's a movie and it's like a very grounded setting but like I think of like Karate Kid Part 2 where like they decided to go to Okinawa so of course they had to make it so like it was set 6 months after the last one right when school gets up so that way Daniel could go to Okinawa with
1: Mr. That's Miyagi true. right
2: <laughs> and, then, and then I tried to set up to be able to break the ice blocks but all I had was like otter pops but you know it worked out like there was yeah that's very true that is uh completely that they actually did cover that a lot of movies was ways that you could have that gap and it was yeah. always, oh i right. know a perfect one too i'm gonna add don't tell mom the babysitter's dead that's right it, she's going away for the summer to australia right yeah that's why the mother is yep well, i haven't seen that one in a long yeah. time yeah great great movie i just found out the kid died too which one the middle brother died not the, the, well, he's the younger brother. Because the, there was the Kenny, the heavy metal yeah. kid. Not him, but the other brother. The one who's like trying to be Don Juan to all the girls. Mm-hmm. He uh, he died like of an overdose or something, I think, in like his early 20s. Oh, wow. It's one of those, de- you know, I, know I, I, I gave in and had one of those Clickbait moments, sure. Where you see something, it's like ten stars you won't believe are dead. Ten teenage stars, mm-hmm. and he actually was one of them. Hmm. Huh. So interesting stuff. But, yeah, but no, I remember the end of that movie. They're like, "Oh, what are you gonna do when the summer's over?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's it. There's just a lot of things. I mean, summer movies, like I said, it means a lot to different people. Mm-hmm. It means blockbusters. It sometimes is their personal memories, and it is also the ones that are. uh that are actually based in the summer, just as much as people love movies based on holidays or based on right. um, you know a certain whatever it is subgenres. I right. think that people are drawn to it because I usually believe for almost everyone, summer has a lot of good memories. Yeah, yeah. especially kind of, speaking for kids, of that, I'm kind of surprised none of
0: us have mentioned Greece. Thinking of summer memories,
1: you know, I, I did not have a I blast did, with any. Summer I did 11. run across that, mm-hmm. but. It's only at the beginning.
0: Yeah, but it has the whole... How she met him The whole right. setup
1: for the movie is during the summer. R- yeah, The right. summer love-in song. Right. Yeah. But most of it takes place at the school. Yeah, true. school. Mm-hmm. Xanadu is
2: more of a summer movie for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... I, uh that's true I mean, there's a lot but that's what I'm saying you get into that 50s, 60s you know when the beach blanket bingo the, mm-hmm. the big movies I and mean, even a lot of stuff I mean it's it's uh, you know musically like the Beach Boys uh, the Monkees had a lot of episodes and stuff on the beach or mm-hmm. you know you have a lot of stuff that is based around surfer culture or what people or thought like California was whole TV mm-hmm. shows like Salute Your Shorts that's true too that's oh great one yeah, I thought you were gonna really pull out for like Pacific Blue, <laughs> no, <laughs> or something. But there's, oh uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Wasn't well, hey, dude, wasn't that like a summer job for all of them too? Speaking there was one season of like a Save by the Bell. Oh, the one where they worked at the uh, the Jersey Shore, Shore, yeah, with uh, Leo Ramini, yeah, was the uh, Zach's love interest. Yeah, now we get into Saved by the Bell memories. (laughs) Yeah, there was that was true. The whole uh, and that was a big thing on shows, sitcoms, is how to keep continuity. Was they would or um, broadcasting schedules? Because if you showed something in the summer summer was either like the complete dead time and people didn't watch a lot it was all reruns yeah, reruns yeah. and all until that. Labor Day right, exactly and then you had but you had people who tried summer shows well, yeah. so. and
0: by the bell was just like one of the weirdest ones because they had that as a stopgap season where they all worked there during the summer and then uh, Tiffany Thiessen didn't want to come back so they did their senior year with like Tori, remember that? Oh yeah. And then she ended up it, 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 she ended up cut, re-signing halfway through, so then they just did a do-over senior s- season and got rid of that Tori. Wow. So that basically they were seniors two years in a row. Anyway.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I probably my my one 12-year-old one. self just was like Tiffany and <laughs> <laughs>
1: And
2: then I was like God, I wonder if Screech is going to stab someone in a bar sometime. I, yeah, I still think the funniest thing is the chick who played
0: Tori, she was like one of three triplets. She was in the, one, one of the Parent Trap sequels, we're in the Hawaiian Honeymoon. But I think Rob Liefeld, uh, the creator of X-Force and all
2: that stuff, Deadpool, he ended up marrying one of those triplets. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, pretty weird. Well, and then there was a girl, Tori Spelling, being on the show too. <laughs> yeah. There were so many people that were on it, but I mean, you know, that's a thing too. Is a lot of those shows are are a big part of the reruns thing, like you said, Adam. Yeah, that's what like I watched that. A lot of people summer. watched a lot of television, catching up on shows or things that they, um, right. you know, it's just the dead time. So, mm-hmm.
1: but so. but now you're seeing shows during the summer quite a bit. Well, yeah. Well, now you have. Because now you're picking up like all those. Hollywood Game Night is starting up again next week. There's a face-off is starting again. Under the Dome show. Under like, the Dome yeah, started up again. Uh, you know, True Detective. So they're throwing stuff out there. Well, I think the, now because it's kind
2: of like we've talked about in the last couple episodes. It's like the point of um, tent poles for films that they've gone so far. Nothing is safe or sacred anymore. Any time mm. is prime time. So now you have to have a show um, and you wanna launch and stuff, I mean, you know, whenever you can when you think you're gonna get the biggest market share. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's definitely a changing world from when we we're young, but it's still I think they're always gonna make summer movies. I mean, I always think they're gonna make not only summer blockbusters, but they're gonna make movies, like I said, they're gonna make people feel like it's summer, or, you know, and I think a lot of things like the Sandlot and stuff, like a lot of retro films, talking of different time periods or you know, the eighties, the nineties, you know. -hmm. You know, the aughts now are going to become like the summer film. Right. Remember when we met at the Smash Mouth concert? (laughs) (laughs) When we were playing Pokemon together on our linked Game Boy Advances? Yeah, that's going to be the story. Game Boy Colors, yeah.
1: Whipping bread around.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so that's been our discussion on summer movies if you guys have any ones you think we missed or think ones we should check out feel free to uh, leave us a message uh, here on the website cultfollowing.co, or on our facebook slash cult classics az you know we'd love to hear some input from you guys or store or uh, you know podcast ideas you know you can always subscribe to us on itunes just look for cult following and we're also on soundcloud if you want to see one of the movies we were talking about on the show you can always join us uh, for Point Break July 18th tickets available now at uh, cultclassicsaz.com and at Zia Records uh, this week Um, and you know check out our website revamped for the future deadlier more powerful than ever who can escape cultclassicsaz.com thanks again to
2: John Mapes for uh, the awesome theme song and uh, thanks to everyone came out and saw victor and i at leopard this week and the organizers of the fest yes Appreciate and uh you know speaking for myself victor marino kirby nelson
0: speaking for myself adam and uh, we love that you guys listen to us spread the word and uh you know don't eat after midnight and stay dry homies he's out
2: Pikachu!